I'm going to get the most important question that inquiring minds have been wanting to know right out of the way. So we can just get that out in the open. We don't have to worry about it anymore. We can move on with the show from that point forward. How's the Apple Barrel paint supply, Chris? Uh, so I, uh, <laughs> I have, we, I ended up with two bottles locally and I had three shipped in for this particular gray. Okay. That is not simply just black and white. Mm. So we are good. Uh, we painted this morning. We have 15 more to go, which we have enough paint to finish. I do have to go to Michael's today, uh, which I guess they're open. The one in Eldersburg closest to me. Uh, to buy black paint because uh, we had to scrounge around and, and found some black paint that was a little glossier than I cared for, but right, it's uh, it's done. So, uh, and you know, I've I've been to Walmart this week and it's it, it looks like they're getting some paint in. It's like the paint is slowly trickling, trickling in. Um, it's dry brushing its way in. Would you say? It's, <laughs> I'd say I'd say so. <clears throat> I'd say so. Nice. Um, also the other thing, Maryland's in phase one of opening up, which is exciting. It's exciting. No, it's good. Um, I just, I just, with everything, it's been really good not having traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, cause you know, like one of the locations I work at is like without traffic is two hours from here. So mm. I've been, I've been yes. going from here, which is fine. Like two days a week. When, like, during normal, you know, I've been having to stay down to my parents. I don't come home two nights a week, which is a bummer. So I'm not looking forward to that. Right. But it's good that things are getting better. I, I prefer it that way. Yeah, I've heard I've heard even rumblings of uh, talk that by August 1st, we might be in a far better position than we initially thought. Good. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see. I got to tell you, this weekend was this weekend was sad, like, uh, for me. Like, just sitting there. I, it was fucking... Picture perfect weather, picture perfect for Saturday and Sunday. And had Skullfest gone down, it would have either oh, rained yeah. or it would have been a thousand degrees. It, it, it w- there wouldn't have been what we had this past <laughs> Saturday. Nope. Um. So it was. It was. It was sad. I was a. I was a. A sad panda on on Saturday. Um. Let's see. So. Let's just get right into Nerve Weeks. I have to do something here. I had to take a quick break in a minute for um, my daughter. My daughter's, you know, for all you stay-at-home parents at the moment, doing your homeschooling with your kids, you log into Zumbledorf and you know, <laughs> click, click on to click on to doobly do, and then download subscribe, and then you know, and don't then, forget to check the box on the Weeble Wobble. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So um, there's been a number of uh, growing pains. In regards to that, I don't, uh, I don't understand. I'll tell you this: I don't understand the the complexity for all of these things. Like why why everything has to be done on a different platform. It, I don't know if it's like the teacher preference. Like this teacher prefers Zumbly Do, and this teacher prefers Kimberly Dorf, and you know, like I don't, I, I don't, I don't know why they all just can't get with the fucking program. Well, I, I think it was, oh shit, um, figure this out. If somebody figures, and it may have been, hey, guess what I found? Oh, I can do it this way. Oh fuck, I'm gonna do it this way. Yeah. And I, I think if, how realistically, I don't see them going back to school in the fall immediately. Um, I think hopefully there'll be more of a streamlined plan for that. They're talking about a, uh, like an offset schedule. So like the the Migos will come to your high school 
in I'm sorry. That's, Bobby, that's just not funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, uh, you know, half the class goes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday this week, and then Tuesday and Thursday the next week, and the other class fills yep, in. To know. get the class sizes down. Yeah. Or, I mean, they could do, you know, you go half a day, you go the other half. or Yeah, that's true. I'll tell you what, they better, they better fucking kick into high gear then, because I don't want to be doing Zumbly's or for the whole rest of the fucking year. I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, In my and- I might like unify into like one thing. We're all going to use this one thing. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like what Chris says, like probably. And also, there's so many fucking programs. People don't, don't know what they you know mm. do. And cause it's not from the administration, right? It's not like the the fucking principals. Like, okay, we're going to use this program or whatever. I, 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 these programs are either paid or like they're not user friendly. I know there's people for work that's been meeting in video games, which is fucking significantly easier because video games are fucking meant for you know group gatherings. Right. I'm guessing. I'm guessing that they'll use this time over the summer to kind of mainline things. I'm guessing. But, you know, I don't know. They might be like, no, this is our time off. I'd have been like, wait a minute, give them the Futurama face. <laughs> um, but you never know, you know, and I, like I, I'm not knocking them. Like I know it's I know everybody's fucking dealing with it, you know, and they're giving it what they got. I get it. Uh, but I can only speak from my um, perspective and I can tell you that it's frustrating to say the least, on the parent parental end of things. What, what if next next year they were like, okay, all right, everybody sign on to World of Warcraft. What are you gonna do? Oh, I'll be in real trouble. I gotta, gotta first of all, I gotta get a PC. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, it'd be it would be interesting to see if they would just issue like an iPad to every kid to take home. I've heard of some schools doing that. There's been schools that have done so. In um, Isn't school funding, always an issue. Well, in in school, like they had like with their fucking pair of books and shit. Back in uh, back in Alabama, where you're from? Yeah, certain, and I think it was. I think Mason was in like second or third grade, and like the middle schoolers were getting iPads. Mm. This is like right. I think probably like when iPads were. You remember when iPads came out, and people were like, "Why the fuck do I need this?" Yeah, it's just a. And then like two years later. Everybody has some sort of <laughs> dude. I was like, I was like, this is an eye touch for old people. Exactly. That's what it was like. So this is like an iPod with a touch screen, but it doesn't make phone. Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. But but anyways, I, I'm trying to remember what the end result. So they they gave them out to certain students, and I don't remember what the basis was. And it, maybe it was the high school kids at the time, but it, it did not end well. I, I remember like people, you know, stole them and tried to pawn them and shit, but. Uh, because there's a lot, you know, and they almost would need to put a uh, web browser capacity, like, you know, 4G on it or whatever. But not 5G. Definitely not 5G. No. We're not trying to spread this shit. Yeah. Well, the, I don't, you know, you don't want the COVID getting directly downloaded. Exactly. Directly. Right. <laughs> got to wear your, got to wear your your face mask while you're, uh, Down while you're on the Google. So, you know, you're talking about all these different apps. So, you know, if, 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 from a business standpoint and outside of World of Warcraft, there's uh, there's Skype Advanced, which is actually what my company uses. Uh, there's Microsoft Teams. There's Zoom. There's Google. Uh, they have a Google Meet, which is, I guess, is some new version of Google Hangouts. There's a Google Classroom you can use. Um, and, and we've oh, and there's there's WebEx. There's uh, there's another one out there too. And we've got some companies that we do business with that like they have this app blocked on their servers of their computer for whatever at their offices for whatever reason. Right. So 
you have to download the Zebelzorp app to be able to do your web conference. And now my company's pushing for like using your video option on there. I'm like, um, probably need to get some sort of new backdrop here for my professional, mainly because <laughs> I just don't want to answer a bunch of questions, you know? Right. What are those back there? Shut yeah. Up. Yeah. I, I, um, any do you? That's not bothering me. I was like, please ask me. I want to tell you all about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or um, you, do you, uh, if you go video, Chris, you might have to get a a, a set of clippers. Uh, possibly, possibly. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking a little. Oh, what did you call me, homeless Santa Claus? <laughs> That's got to be my grinder handle. <laughs> that brings all the boys to the yard. No um, doubt. Actually, I think um, we were talking about it on the end of the room this week about. Uh, green screens and you know I guess uh, someone else was saying they're doing some work stuff and people are like oh they had the Taj Mahal behind them today and you know, picture <laughs> their I, I suggested a Slayer album cover would be a good dude you could do like uh, the Wayne's World shit you'd be like I'm in Delaware wow <laughs> I'm in Delaware yeah yeah that'd be great so that's that's an option too so um before we get into Nerd Weeks, I want to see if there's anything else I want to talk about because I got four minutes before I got to go upstairs and click play on this thing. Um, I got Fans Toys uh, piece in. I can talk about that for a couple of minutes. Iceman, Bobby Drake himself. <laughs> and Dude, that'll be the day. Fans <laughs> like, fuck the Legends game. We're going to come up with our own Legends now. <laughs> You'd be, be fucking shitting money. Yeah, I'd be in trouble. I, you know, I, I, I don't know, though. Like, I, I think... I'm pretty content with my Marvel Legends. Uh, Chris and I got into a, a bit of a discussion that we should extrapolate, I feel like, here, um, regarding like these Mafex X-Men figures and uh, their Hasbro kind of counterparts. But um, this Iceman, he's going to... He, look, he's not terrible, but he's definitely going to go in like that lupus category for me. Of, lupus bad, though. He's not bad. He's just hey, Bobby. I'm. A, I hate to interrupt you. I'm going to finish. But when Charlie went to bed last night, I was down here sitting podcasting. You can go in there, and he just came down here um, and gave me a hug and said, "Are you still doing podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's a different podcast." <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, he's like like it's but it's, he's very similar to Lupus in that way where like you know Lupus looks beautiful, painted beautiful, sculpted beautiful, but. You know, shoulders are limited, feet are limited, right? Yeah, those are really bad for a fucking figure. Agreed. Now, Agreed. Agreed. And and Iceman's not that bad, but he has no waist articulation whatsoever. Zero. That is all, like that. I feel like the waist articulation is more forgivable than any other articulation because, like, for the robots, a lot of robots don't have waist articulation. And and you can kind of get around it, right? Like, if you swivel the legs a certain way, it looks like he's at an angle, and you know what I mean. You can kind of bullshit yeah. your way through it, right? Yeah. But it, but like objectively, it doesn't it doesn't make it good, right? And like, he's gonna go in that category for me, Lupus, and then um. Uh, I don't know what other one I would put in that same pocket, but like a, just a very, very limited, uh, you know, figure in regard to it's it's like current, you know, temperature of what's acceptable. You know do what you I mean? Think, do you think it's either a part partly due to the design of the bot or b part due to the uh, combiners aspect? So it's like swoop, right? You can never get him to have a waist articulation because he's got a fucking giant beak going through his fucking crotch. Right. So he he has to be a leg and the die cast piece that holds together the jet components runs down the center of his body. So it should make him very stable as a leg. But the problem is 
His counterpart, Goose, who is also a leg, does have a waist swivel. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, so, okay. like, that's what's frustrating about yeah, it. That's weird. See that? And, and with that, I'm going to take a quick intermission, uh, but you listeners won't miss a thing. So let's get into Nerd Weeks then. I told you you wouldn't miss a thing. And I'll have also have you know the tech situation went on without a, without a problem. He's um, lying. It's been an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, how was your Nerd Week? Uh, I actually watched a bunch of shit uh, okay. this week. I've done a bunch of shit. So I fin- finally finished uh, Gundam The Origins. It's a six-part OVA miniseries that I that was like I watched the first four episodes of. Okay, can you say the oh, name again? Because we actually had a, a viewer, uh, a listener question as to what Gundam show it was. Can you say it again? Oh, Gundam: The Origins. Okay, is a, a, a relatively recent. It's in the last few years. Um, anime, the quality and shit is really good. It's the beginning it, of it. Like it really is the origin of the war. Pretty cool. It's like it. It takes place all the way up to like literally episode one of the original Gundam. Like, like it, it, it shows you the history of the characters leading up to that point and how they got there. Hmm. That sounds. Because, that actually. I mean, that actually piques my interest a little bit. Yeah, because I mean, that's not that many robots to tell you the truth. Is because robots weren't even developed yet in the first three episodes. It's about the the political situation. Like, you might be interested. It's about like fucking how this one prince kid that got uh, ousted became like came back for revenge and shit. I don't know. It's, it's very Star Wars-esque in that way where you watch 4, 5, 6, and then you find out about the Clone Wars right. later on. Right. So, yeah, no, it's really good. And actually, they they did um, redo the entire original Gundam series in manga form, like, updated, like, with better art and, like, tightened up story. Because originally, it was, an, a, like, adult show masquerade as a kid show. That's a lot of fucking death and dark shit and war stuff in there. Right. As you saw, I wore in the pocket so like now they they took away like all the kids element and just told a serious story and i hope they animate that shit too nice um and i fucking i'm almost done building my fifth kit i'm probably gonna start my sixth today later has that do you think that's been totally inspired by watching the show like that you're cranking out i started doing both both at the same time yeah like they feed into each other like good hot shit like, right? You, you do dioramas, make you want to watch Star Wars. You watch Star Wars and make you want to do dioramas. Yep, yep, yep. I agree. Oh, uh, so that. And and I also watched um, Gundam Build Divers. It's not great, so don't worry about that one. <laughs> it's, it's a kid show that is really, really a kid show. Gotcha. Like, which sucks because it, it's off the back of another kid show, Gundam show, that was good, which was Build Fighters. Well, which you have a figure of the one of the the one you built with the oh, flame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that one was great, great. And this is like another you know series after that that did not live up to it. Gotcha. I watched the um, new newish Chris D'Elia uh, stand up comedy. Okay. It's, oh, oh, oh! The the Eminem <laughs> guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's up to par. Like nothing to write home about. But you know, I laughed for the hour. But the funny thing is, it's a theme of dolphins throughout the fucking show really? for some odd reason. I was like, what the fuck? And then at one point, he was like, what if your uncle was a dolphin? I'm like, wait, I'm an uncle with a dolphin. <laughs> so that made me like it a little bit more. Does he and, do um, any Eminem stuff in it? Uh, I, he, I think at the end he mentions it. God. He talks about like how, how, his, how badass it was. Okay, he watched the Tupac thing, how badass it was that his last wish is to tell a cop to f- say fuck you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I guess he's into hip hop and stuff. I don't know, dude. I love that that one. That, um, what does he say? The uh, I'm not the kind of guy that covers cock in a locker room. 
<laughs> and I, I also and like it's like a it's, yeah it's like a real Eminem lyric, but he, the way he says it makes it seem so silly to me. Where he's like, "My words are weapons I use to punish my opponents," <laughs> and I, I used to say that shit all the time. Like I would say it to Cody all the time. Like, dude, it's so stupid, but uh, it's cool, whatever. But it's funny as shit. I think he's a fan. Oh yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, think he, he, I mean, I think he's definitely a fan of hip hop because like, yeah, you you have to kind of know your way around it to to land the joke that well. Do you know what I mean? Right. Oh yeah, you can't just be like a a fucking square, right? Like, you you can't be you can't be ignorant to it because then you you won't understand how to make the shit funny and plausible at the same time. You know, like uh, yeah, that was that was good. So if, if you're looking for stand up, which I I like stand up, yeah, but sometimes like here's the thing with stand up, right? I could watch stand up all the time, good stand up, because I like to laugh. Right. But the thing is, nowadays there are fucking non-stop popping out stand-ups but the quality overall on average has gone down i agree like, everybody gets a special before like a special was special now it's just like another show yeah i agree um finally finished adventure time the last season that, that, that came out like fucking what two years ago or some shit um it's really good i, I really like adventure time i think i'm gonna start watching the entire thing over again nice. at some point even though there's several shows i'm trying to watch from the beginning all over again there's too many things to watch, man. Yeah, I hear you. I watched the oh entirety of Clone Wars last night. Last night at uh, that. Yeah, yeah. We worked out and then started dinner and then we, like, uh, we just finished Gundam and and Adventure Time and we're like, let's put on Clone Wars now. And then we watched a few episodes and then we were supposed to do something. I don't even remember what it was, but we ended up just fucking kept watching the entire thing. So two things. One, Kalen made a comment last week. He said, I just want you guys to take a minute and realize that Joe did not watch Clone Wars, but did watch Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, yes. <laughs> and, 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 and the second thing is, what did you think? No, I liked it a lot. Um, it, it's some of the uh, because it's been a while. Some of the stuff was iffy, memory-wise, of like wh- what happened, how did what happened to who, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Because there so many people to keep track of, but you know, it was fine. Um, I enjoyed it, but, but you know, you know how it ends, right? Right. With, with Order sixty six and stuff like it's not good. Right. Right. <laughs> so like, it's a bummer. And yeah. uh, it, it's good to see some of the characters, you know, the development and stuff. But um, it makes, you know, you know what it does do though. Hmm. It it's very good, right? Mm-hmm. At the production quality, I feel like it's even better than before. Yep. It, it looked like an, an animated movie. I agree. Um, and um, it makes that that talk about last week how I watched um, how I watched what you call us uh, episode nine. With mm-hmm. the Christmas mm-hmm. Network, it makes me like that movie even less. Okay, why? Like, I mean, not even just that movie. Like, I, I, I okay, I like Eight a lot, right? Me too. And I like Seven, okay. Me too. Right. And I like to watch, I like to watch Nine, but I don't like Nine. Dude, I kind of know what you mean. <laughs> I kind of know what you mean. <laughs> like, it's like, it's it's good fun to kind of have on in the background. Yes. But when you really dive into it, you're like, oh, it's just no. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it, so it makes it so that, like, I don't need the sequel trilogy at all at this point. Like, mm. it, it can be done at six. Right. No, I, mean? I hear you. I hear you. But, like, I, I, it was what you said all along. It's like you were worried about how Nine's going to make you view the entirety of the new trilogy. 
which and and saga yeah yeah and i think i can do without it but you know good news is we have you know mandalorian season two and some good casting going on so yeah we're going to talk about that today um um but yeah so so clone wars was good and nine i not good with dude i love those last four episodes of clone wars so much chris what are your thoughts on it now that we get to dive into it a little bit now that joe's finally caught up Oh God, was that last week or two weeks? I don't know. Like, I, was, no, I think it was last I, week that, you, or no, it was two weeks ago that you I have were no ready. sense of time. So more, it was May fourth, is whenever it was. Um, I mean, I, I don't know, man. It was kind of like heartbreaking a little bit to watch to see how it all yes <laughs> plays yeah. out. I guess it was really heartbreaking. But yeah, that's why it's a bummer, man. Like, like yeah. it's hard to be excited, even though it's good. It's hard to be excited, but like, yeah, it was. Like, I'm not hyped up that it was good. It's like, right. it's good. See, um, see, I think I really, I, I, you know, I've said this before, but I just, I prefer Star Wars when it's tragic. I like, mean, all Star Wars is, is a series of fucking unfortunate events. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like when it's the and most, decisions. is when it's the most tragic is when I most enjoy it. Like I love this last like arc of Clone Wars. I love episode three. I love episode five. I love episode eight. Like, you know what I mean? When it's fucking a bummer is when I love it the most. Say something about you, bro. Maybe, maybe. No, I think that's just one of the writings the best. I feel like. Yeah, and I think like you know like what is it like Greek Greek shit, right? Like you either like tragedy, you know, yeah. tragedy or comedy, right? Like, and I I think I just I like tragedies. Like I don't know, I like it resonates with me, speaks to me. I write sins, not tragedies. <laughs> <laughs> I Dance. saw. I saw a meme. <clears throat> Tyler F actually sent it to me, and it said, uh, "When you and your surprise, surprise. Huh? as a surprise, surprise, Tyler F sent a meme." <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and it said, "When you and your girl uh, get dressed up to role play as Star Wars in bed," and it had a picture of Maul saying, "I was hoping for Kenobi." <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, man, like that that shit like it's almost like lore wise to fucking delve into it with the writing was good in Clone Wars. It's like and if you think about it, it's just how how like fucking Maul's like, yeah, I, I killed this bitch, so like I'm gonna lure him here by showing myself and then Obi Wan's like I got better shit to do because Obi Wan's a good Jedi. Yeah. Well, I think like also like I, I love dude, I love how like, you know, Maul is like this the, the apprentice of Sidious, right? So he tries his hand at like this like complicated scheme. And I mean, it, it worked out for the most part with the Crimson Dawn or whatever. Right, but it ultimately fails, right? Like, because the ultimate yeah. goal for him is to kill Kenobi. Like, that's what he lives for. Yep. And, like, he can't get it right. You know, and, like, I, I, I love that. I, I love that element about him that, like, he he's he's always he always comes up short. I think part of it is because he doesn't understand what a good Jedi is. <laughs> and, and what a good Sith is. Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I think it's both. Um, dude, that that the last five minutes with like you know, um, Ahsoka burying all those clones. That like, yeah, were, were, I, I thought it was just helmets at first, and then you zoom out, and it was like all fucking buried bodies. Jeez, like that she dug all those graves for a, an entire you know squad that was wanting to take her fucking head off. You know, but like she comes from that Anakin cloth of like you know holding on to those that you love and like she always understood like what happened you know she she knows it's not their fault like she's like right. gonna die, but i'm not gonna kill him right right dude and, like, we're all wearing her face on their helmets man like, i know 
they care about her and they're all looking back at her you know like the helmets are still looking back at her it's like god bless man I'm bummer, bruh. <laughs> but like, it's like it's like you can write your fucking college thesis on that shit. Like that's that's what I like about it. It's like the, there's so much meat on that bone, so to speak. So like, so like when people say like you know they don't like felony, and I'm like, but I but I I can see why, but I do. <laughs> well, see, my, my thing is, is that like, so I've always been suckling from the felony teat, as it were, right? <laughs> oh, oh, right, God. right. And and sometimes he lets me wear the cowboy hat. Uh, but until he directed his first live action episode of Mandalorian, which is the one that I dislike the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then I was like, oh, well, maybe I've got him wrong. But then, but then he gets back to work on Clone Wars and it's like, oh, this is, this is what I like from you. I don't know. Um, dude, I love an invader coming in and seeing the bird and like... All that shit, it like, and, and the fact that Vader doesn't say anything, you know, because I feel like it's like it's easy to Vader it up, you know what I mean? But there's no need. It's like it's it's classy. I don't know. Darth Vader's classy. Well, not 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 Darth Vader necessarily, but the it's writing, that, the handling of Vader. Matt, all that matte black. Yeah, and a little bit of gloss in there. I prefer a glossy helmet, so to I, speak. I'm a sucker for I'm a sucker for matte on gloss. Mm. The combination's delightful. But, you know, they didn't ham it up. You know, like, he just, he walks in, he doesn't say a word, and it's like, it, and, like, I was having a conversation about, like, when it takes place, you know, because but the, some of the Stormtrooper armor, like, matches that of Rogue One, so, like, it's probably very close to Episode Four that scene. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, it's probably the most satisfied I felt with Star Wars in a very long time. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I wonder sometimes if things that don't quite nail for me, right. That don't quite hit the bullseye for me. Episode nine, uh, solo, um, Mandalorian to a lesser extent, but when you get something that for me, hits so dead to rights in the center of that fucking bullseye. Is it worth taking some mediocrity in order to get there? Is there mediocrity and monocracy? Yes, I'm sure there's plenty of it there. Um, anything else, Joe? Joe, you know what? I thought there might be an issue there. Hold on one second, guys. Last thing I got was uh, for you uh, saying, oh, you know, the episode, the live action you didn't like, and then Clone Wars, you said, oh, that's what you want from Dave Filoni. Yes, and then and then just to just to finish off the last point I made because I, I was like, man, like I don't know, like nobody's nobody's giving me any feedback here. It's gonna be a long day. Um, <laughs> is it worth it? Is it worth like if something hits the bullseye for you? Is it worth dealing with things? You know, a, a couple of things that don't hit it, so to speak, in order to get that one that's like, boom. Like, is everything that I'm not crazy about regarding the last couple Star Wars projects worth getting this? Mm-hmm. You know, and yep. and I, I think you can apply that same kind of thought to a lot of different franchises. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So anyway, something I've been thinking about. What else you got, Joe? Um. Hold on. I fucking lost my train. I didn't even know we we're already recording. Yeah. But, um. No, I. I. Th- I personally, I think it's 
worth it because like you're not gonna fucking like everything from everybody right all the time right like i'm sure like, you know who's your favorite like fucking nolan i'm sure not every fucking thing he's ever gonna make you're gonna love correct right correct that's a fact so but like it, it, the rest of his work speaks well enough to where you're gonna keep it on the side until you know you're on like a non-stop downward spiral trend and you just you have to give up at some point <laughs> right right right, but, right. Like, not hit that for me right you know even with you know nine you know, being not great, like I said, I, it's it, it's not something so bad I can't fucking watch it. Correct. When it gets to that point, then I have to reevaluate everything. Yeah, I mean, and that's why I say that shit is really like pizza to me. Like, you know, I, I like a New York slice, but I every now and then I'll rock down on a fucking Seven Eleven slice. You yeah, know, like, and I think for me, it's just it's just not enough in the genre to like, because I love sci-fi, right? So that's not enough live action sci-fi to satiate my appetite where i can look elsewhere mm-hmm. and anyway, it's like if i just want to to have this kind of media you know that i have limited options <clears throat> right like old star wars isn't i mean old star trek isn't it you know some of the new star trek movies and stuff is but like i who knows where that's going right and uh i think that is it okay. yeah i'm bummer stuff i don't need to talk about bummer stuff <laughs> gotcha uh chris well, I watched Apocalypse. I think it's Apocalypse War, the Justice League Dark um, animated, which I think is supposed to be like the last of that. Oh, DC that's right. That's right. That's universe. right. How was it? It's it's pretty good. I mean, it's it's kind of an Elseworlds vibe to it. You know, it's what's well, I won't. Uh, the Flash it plays heavily into how the story plays out. I'll just leave it at that. You can read between <laughs> the lines without spoiling anything. That's but, pretty common. Um, kind of a you know, kind of a reboot. I've really enjoyed that universe. Um, and I guess if you haven't been doing it for like 12 years, I guess, Yeah. you know, and, and kind of on the low, it isn't like it's out there waving a flag that, you know, I don't think a lot of people, I don't think normies even know that shit exists because they don't really advertise it or, you know, there's no like, yeah, huge no, I, I would agree for it. I would agree. Um, and it's it maybe some of the best DC stories they've ever told. But yeah, for uh, the, no, everyone knows DC animated stuff is good. Right, I mean, yeah. I'm a DC fan, but I, I still like the animated movies. Yeah, I think the people yeah. that know know. But I agree. Um, with, I agree. I with guess Chris. It's to sustain, sustain them to keep, you know, have kept going this long. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just agree with Chris in the sense that, like, I don't think Joe Public knows. Do you know what I mean? Like, has, yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think like the guy who like you know goes to the movies and sees all the Batman films, he probably has no idea that you know, right. and never reads a comic and isn't isn't on. You know, bleedingcool.com or whatever website isn't. You know, he doesn't have a Maryland fill in his pocket feeding him lines. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, I, I mean, think I wants to watch cartoons in the first place. That's you know? true. I think that's true and, too. And and then you're that's the whole other aspect of it is is there's a lot of people. Oh, it's a cartoon. I'm not gonna watch that. Yeah. Um, there's less of that nowadays. Or going to? I mean, definitely going to be less because we're a whole generation that's raised on the new gangster rap, which is anime. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So like, I think I think the stigma of cartoons is going to fucking die out if it hasn't already well, died out. I think there's an odd dichotomy to it. I, I've spoken about this before, but like you know, my my wife will kind of be like, I'll be like, you know, like let's watch Batman Hush, and she'll be like, okay, you know. But if I if I'm like, oh, Up is streamable on Disney Plus, she's like, let's watch it. Yeah. You, you know, for some reason, like the Pixar stuff 
holds a level of legitimacy with her that the others don't. I just asked her about it recently. I was like, is it because of a theatrical release? And she said no, but she couldn't really pinpoint. I think it's because it's. I think it's because it's not Batman. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'm not speaking for her by any means, but she just maybe burn out on the whole comic book nerd bit and, and want something different. Maybe, I could definitely understand that. Maybe, but she'll watch The Incredibles. Yeah. Do you think it's how we were raised? So, like, I was raised watching anime. So, some people were raised watching, like, cartoonish cartoons. And so, they're, they're okay with that. If they didn't grow up watching, you know, Batman, the animated series, or X-Men, and that was never in the pocket, then, you know. You know how, like, you know, we think as you're a kid, that dictates a lot of how you are when you're growing up, right? Yeah, I think. So if you watch Bunny and shit, but not series, it might, it might put you in a pocket. Right. Where you're, Oh, I'm not okay with the other. I think it might also have to do with the spectacle of it. You know, like, um, you, you know, the one I use all the time is Up, right? Just because it's like, it, it, it's it's a very, it's a drama, right? Ultimately, like, this this guy loses his wife. He's living alone. He's, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, that story, I think, in and of itself is more attractive to her rather than when she thinks Batman. Like, when I think Batman, I think about PTSD. I think about childhood traumas. I think about like all of these other things. But when she thinks of Batman, not necessarily, but just generally speaking, the general her, when she, the general she speaks of, thinks of Batman, she's thinking about the Joker blowing up the building and Batman saving the day. And do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where like maybe the, the more drama element speaks to it. And I'm, I'm just spitballing because I have no fucking clue. I can't make any sense of it. <laughs> but, um, I- I started watching that Dracula uh, mini <clears throat> series, I guess, on Netflix. Say again. Was it the British one? Yeah. Well, it's produced by BBC. Um, it doesn't come across as a British production at all, in my opinion. I'm. I didn't get. I didn't get through that first episode. It's not that I. I just haven't gotten through it. It's not that I'm not going to. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's telling the you know the old tale of, you know, basically the Nosferatu angle of that story. He's, um, but it's it's been interesting so far. Hmm. Um, um, sometimes I think people in those the characters that they write in there that aren't the vampires are just fucking idiots. Which I guess that's part of it. Yeah. Oh, this guy's gonna keep you trapped in his house for thirty days. You're progressively getting sicker, and he somehow looks like a real person again, huh? I actually figured this out. Right. I actually had like the intention of watching that until everybody was like, "Oh, as soon as it hits episode whatever it was, it just turns into shit." And then I was like, "Oh, well, you're not selling me on it now." So I'm I'm, right. I'm anxious to see how uh, you think of it after completing it, and then maybe I might watch it as well because I love, love Dracula. Who doesn't love Dracula? He's like the fucking right. slickest ever. You don't like um, watch Castlevania. Say what? You didn't like it enough to watch Castlevania. Uh, yeah, but it's not like it's not really. I mean, there's a difference between Dracula and Castlevania. Dracula. I mean, it's it's the hell's the Dracula story. The Dracula's featured prominent, well, it's at least the first two seasons, finished uh, like prominently in it. Um, I don't know. I think that like you're 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 following what's his face, right? Um, the main character, what's his name? Almont. Yes, and. I don't know. Like we're gonna get into a conversation here shortly, but but I don't. The thing about Dracula is like you, that you you really follow the monster, you know, and and you and okay, and then like um, you know, uh, not literally, but in terms of literature, you never get to hear his perspective, right? Like if you read Dracula, it's all diary entries and shit, right? Like, 
and they're painting this picture of this character that kind of adds to the mystique because you never really get to hear him firsthand. You're always hearing like Harker's and Van Helsing's view and Lucy's view and Mina's view, but you never get to hear him. So it's like, you know, if if you describe me to somebody, Joe, and Chris describes me to somebody, the, the, like then that person is left to kind of build an image rather than hearing from me directly. Like that, I think that mystique element to him is is different. I think that I watched the first two episodes of Castlevania, and it just seemed like more of that type of thing where it's a lot of style, beautiful it's, style, beautiful style. Get, it gets, I don't know, it gets better. Like it gets much better. Like you, you see. I mean, you see things from Dracula's point of view. You see him doing things. Like I don't know. It's it's not it's not just it's not him as like just a, from a third person's perspective the whole time. But or so how when when would you say that that show kicks into high gear? Oh, I don't know. I watched the entire thing. Like it's too long for me to like remember what episode. But like it's not it's not like he's this. It's it's not like he's uh, just a shadow you know, on the wall all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the episode featured him, you know, how he became good and then bad again. But it, I don't know. It, it's not, it's not just about Belmont's fighting monsters. I mean, how how much does, how much does that Dracula have in common with the, the classic character? Not much. No, this Dracula is like, so, so then is it Dracula? Do you know what I'm saying, or is it just Dracula by name? But like, how many Draculas are the same? Uh, well, I don't. I don't think that any are necessarily identical. But I think that most of them share. I mean, they're the king of vampires. That's, I mean, like that's that's the 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 thing that makes Dracula Dracula, right? I would say no. But like Nosferatu and say the Legend of Dracula story, those two Draculas are very different people. Completely. Who, different. who is the Legend of Dracula? Like the new movie from like fucking a few years ago. <clears throat> oh yeah, but I would argue that that's not very good either. I'm not saying it's good, but like it's still people would know. Yeah, that's Dracula. Well, see, it's believable. It's not like people are like, oh, that's not Dracula because there's so many different versions of Dracula. Where, where like if you tell someone this is how we t- t- you know show Dracula now. I agree that there are many different versions of Dracula. However, I think that most versions of Dracula are consistent. Like. Are they the- I I mean, so 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 to be fair, Joe, I don't know because I'd have to have like a list. But when I think of like, all right, so there's obviously Bram Stoker's, right? Then there's obviously the novel, and then there's Nosferatu. There's Christopher Lee. There's the other guy that's not Christopher Lee that probably gets just as much, if not more, props for being Dracula, like the slick back hair, like the classic Dracula Universal monster movie Dracula. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's also Eddie Murphy. <laughs> no, 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 he wasn't Dracula. <laughs> what was it? What was it? What was it? Uh, uh, he was just a vampire in Brooklyn, Joe. <laughs> have, have you dug that deep in the, in the Eddie Murphy barrel yet? By the way, no, no, I don't even think I own that masterpiece. Um, you know, and what about like uh, Van Helsing with a huge Jackman? Yeah, is, is so That's Dracula. So, 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 so that shit. So, like, I feel like that is Dracula in name only. Like the, the Dracula and Van Helsing, all they share is the fucking name. But I think that's a, a specifically you thing versus a general audience thing. I mean, I mean that might be true. It's hard, it's hard to say. I'm just I'm just spitballing because for me, when 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 I see <clears throat> the Dracula in like uh, he's also in a uh, Vampire Hunter D, right? Uh, fucking D is Dracula's son, but 
the thing is, I've seen so many versions of Dracula when someone's like, I'm telling a story about Dracula, and this is my Dracula. I, I just take it. I mean, fine. That's fine. But like, if, it's almost like Optimus Prime, right? Like, when I see Optimus Prime, like, you know, murdering something by, something by stabbing him in the back, I'm like, this is not... Like, you're just calling this character Optimus Prime. Yeah, but like, it's still... It's just a different... It's just not your Optimus Prime. Right. That's fair. But I'm just saying that, uh, like... If I were to make a list of attributes that define who Dracula is, King of Vampires wouldn't make the list. But I don't, for you. Correct. For me. I, I'm wondering for the average person. Like, like, like you said, Optimus Prime, I think for them it's visual. <laughs> well, so, so, but It's not the same with us. And that's style over substance. That's my point. It comes down to a visual thing and not the fucking meat of it. I guess. But if the if the general public defines something can define something as something, then it's succeeded, right? Uh, I think that that would be an appropriate word. I mean, like George Clooney, Batman is not your Batman, but it's fucking Batman. <clears throat> yeah, but it's fucked. It can you can call like, point. like I think it's fucked too, but it's still fucking Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that that this character in in Castlevania is not Dracula. I, I'm his name is Dracula, so he is Dracula. I'm just saying that it's a far cry from what Dracula is. In in arguably, and, maybe it's somebody that doesn't understand who Dracula is. They're just tagging or, a name to it to have to give it some sort of meaning. The I same guess. way they did with this Batman. It's yeah, because like. What Dracula means to you specifically is, I guess, different. I guess if you want to say Dracula is only Dracula if it is pertaining to the original person who wrote about it. Um, I mean, is that what you're saying? I am saying that that is the heart of Dracula. To you? Correct. So, like, you can't apply your own thing to, like, the general public. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to decide what it is to you. <clears throat> do you know what I'm saying? I'm just giving my like, like it, just because you throw that name on something doesn't do shit for me unless it's consistent with what you know what I mean. It's like it's a T-shirt, like you're just putting it on there to sell the T-shirt, but it doesn't make it inherently true to it. It's like it's like a sales. It's like marketing. I'm curious to know what like the average. I'm like honestly curious to like if, to ask a random person. Okay, well, if you have to describe Dracula, how would you just you know? Chris, do you have any say in this? Or what, what do you think about Dracula? Do you have a per, per, preconceived notion of him? Or like what? Uh, it was a story written a very long time ago that has been interpreted in many different ways. Yeah, but like, 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 if someone say, hey, Chris, I don't, I don't know anything about the American culture or like the literature culture. Can you tell me this about Dracula? Well, like, can you sum up Dracula to to somebody? Or no? Because. Uh... I mean, there are so many different ways you could. If it's somebody that doesn't understand anything about it, just that you'd have to explain what a vampire is, and that he was, I guess the. I mean, depending on how you want to look at it, the the grandfather of all vampires, or uh, I mean, it's based off of a real person, but obviously it's stretched out a bit from storytelling. Right. Um, yeah, it's complex. Yeah, it's a it's a complex thing. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I was just putting on something to <laughs> listen to while I work. Um, I'm curious to, to listeners, like right in. Like, I, I want to know. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm so interested in this. Like, no, I'm. I'm I am too. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to see outside my perspective of because I, I guess I have a preconceived notion of what what Dracula is too. Because yeah, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, 
I'm rambling. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with you. Continue, Chris. Um, I uh, I watched I watched the the NASCAR race on Sunday. Um, nice. I ha- I've, I've watched NASCAR on and off over the years. My dad's a huge fan, and I was working in the auto parts industry. It was kind of natural to watch NASCAR, just conversation piece. Um, but I, I was kind of, kind of just interested to see how they were, were going to do it, you know, how they were going to do it. with. So a pit crew is normally 22 people per car. They cut it down to 16. Cool. They, they normally have uh, two days prior to the race of, of qualifying and practice. The first time these guys drove these cars was when they got in them that day. So, you know, they changed some, like, lap 30. They had a, they had a pit stop, you know, scheduled basically to, okay, this is totally fucked. You need to change these 12 things, you know, and get me back out there because it's too tight, too loose, whatever. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the drivers had no interaction with the pit crew. They literally walked from their trailers to the car. There's no fans there. The commentators are, are remote they were it was i was more intrigued about how it was going to be produced than i was actually right 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 just to see it's kind of you know that's outside of you know wrestling and and um ufc this is the first sporting event that the country has had since this uh covet outbreak but you know i think it'll kind of set a benchmark obviously there's a lot more moving pieces figuratively and literally mm-hmm. uh, to a NASCAR race than there would be, say, a, an MLB game or an a NBA game. Right, right. You know, right. you just have to have people, a, a court and a ball, really, to do an NBA game. And, and NASCAR is a bit more complicated, I'd say. <laughs> you know, you've got multi-million dollar cars smashing into each other. Right. Um, well, it's like soccer too, right? Like soccer and basketball. Like that's the reason why they're so popular is because it just doesn't take much to get it done. It, exactly. I mean, that's why soccer is the number one sport in the world because you literally you can play it anywhere with a ball. Yep. Basketball, for the most part, you can you know use a basket. milk crate with or whatever. You <laughs> right, know? right. 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 Uh, or literally a basket. Yeah, that's right. But you know, if you really think about the sports that are limited or no contact, you know, golf, tennis. Um, probably like you know nas any any car racing really because right. you're you're strapped into a rocket for four hours by yourself essentially um so it was it was interesting to watch that i, I you know had it on I, I did about a 14 hour day in the shop on um on sunday and watched that uh, as part of that time just banging out <clears throat> some of these uh pieces we're down to the home stretch we have 15 left I'm looking forward to uh, to the end of it, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm so used to doing this every every other day now. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what I'll do with the time, but I do I do want to take kind of a break and catch my breath and work on some personal stuff maybe and clean up. And we're talking about like gutting the whole shop and redoing it and making it more efficient. It's a good time to do it. Well, yeah, it is just ta- it's just taking the downtime to to do it. And I'm looking at maybe getting an, a Getting another router. Um, wow. <laughs> well, a bigger one, basically. It, I can upgrade the one I... So I, I bought the company. I, I My, my router is an, an X-Car from Inventables. <clears throat> Excuse me. Two years ago when I bought it, they had three options. They had a 500 millimeter, a 750 millimeter, and a 1,000 millimeter. I bought the middle one thinking, oh, it's plenty big. Yeah. Don't ever buy the middle one, if anything. If there's... A, <laughs> if, if there's I almost immediately regretted it. And at any time anybody asked about the X-Car, I said, don't 
get anything other than the thousand. And guess what? That's all they sell now. <laughs> they don't even sell the smaller footprints. But there's a lot of other companies that make uh, same, you know, the same machines uh, that do the same work. They're more rigid, and you know, the, the thing about the X car is you literally had to put every bolt in it. You had to assemble like the computer components and everything. So. Um, which was a good, I mean, Kelly did a lot of it, you know, but it was a good learning experience to learn how it works. But I've been looking at some other, other brands to, to maybe speed up some processes uh, yeah. from that end. I saw, you say? Bought, I saw you bought an upgrade kit. So I, I did buy some upgrade parts for this, but, you know, looking at the amount of money I think it's going to take on top of what I've already spent, um, well, I may just... How I may just the drop-in thing? That you do just, it. The, the, the size increase? Then you buy a size increase kit? So I bought longer rails, but it won't increase the width. It's just the depth, essentially. Mm. Mm. Um, and I don't think... Like like these things I'm cutting out now, even if I did... Because I was going to stop it and do this upgrade. But it's it, I would still have to do um, material swap between... I couldn't cut it all in one piece. So my goal would be for projects like this to be able to lay one piece of material and have everything cut out at once. Because right now I have to pull three pieces of material to do one um, section, to do one piece. Uh, that's just counting the, the back piece. And the floor and the window is a separate piece set up differently. And I don't know. I might keep, I keep the one I have and have both of them to run. I might – I don't know. I, we we got to figure out some space constraints here um, before we go any further. I finished the um, Last Dance, the Chicago Bulls uh, documentary. Uh, that ended this week. They were doing two episodes a week for five weeks. I don't know why they didn't stretch it out. What's the verdict? Uh, it was great. It was yeah. it was phenomenal. I've heard I mean, a lot was, of good things about it. I mean, that was, man, that was me. I mean, like I grew up. That was high school, and and you know, right after for me was the Chicago Bulls, and you know, I remember where I was sitting when, you know, we were at school and talked to one of the teachers into putting the TV on so we could watch, you know, his original retirement ninety three and and how heartbreaking that was and you know and then coming back and you know winning the championships and I a lot of things like you know memories you don't come back to you when you, you relive some stuff like that um it, it was it was very good uh you know I was talking with uh with with uh Tyler you know big Jordan fan as well and uh he was saying it'd be cool if they did like you know why he went to the Washington and bought part of the franchise and ended up playing and how all that played out and right. you know it, it's just a lot of a lot of interesting stuff there how did it um, did it change your because i've heard some people talking about um how it changed the way that they see michael jordan including michael jordan saying was it you that told me that he, like by the end of this you're not gonna like me or something like yeah, that yeah i mean I, I knew that going in because i had read that he had said that uh -huh. and his cards on the table his production company produced this oh of course well anytime you have him attached to anything he's going to he's be a, involved <laughs> he, he's gonna make i mean he's a very smart man he's right. gonna him and david falker which he was, he's been his agent forever they're gonna make some money right um but I, I, it changed my opinion but i don't think for the negative oh I mean, really i think i think you know we talked about this last week that his drive and his determination mm -hmm. you know those people aren't going to be nice guys they're just not Right. You, you know the 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 gentle and, and listen. I, I've I've managed people my entire life. I have in capacity, 
and there's there's a gentle hand you can have with people so that if you really want to get people motivated to do stuff, especially in a competitive environment like you know, fucking pro basketball, right. you can't be that soft guy that's like, it's okay, buddy. Let's go. No, you're going to be dog cussing people in practice and smacking people in the mouth occasionally, which obviously I don't think you get away with. I think it's today. Right. But, but I mean, it was – I think mm-hmm. I – I don't know, man. I think I have more respect for him as as a what he did for that organization. And it's funny they ended it with him talking like his rookie season, uh, saying, you know, I just want to take this franchise to be, you know, like the Lakers to be respected like the Lakers and the Celtics. Right. And he did it. He did it. Right. It, you know, over the course of his his career with the Chicago Bulls, he he won six fucking championships and right, right, right. took a team that was literally. You know, he tells a story early on, like when he was a rookie, he walked in, you know, the guys were all hanging out and walks in and there's fucking girls and Coke and, you know, he's like, just ain't me. Nope. And even at that time he, he said he didn't drink. So he just, you know, went back, hung out of his room and went and worked out and then China changed the culture a bit because the NBA was fucking trash, literally in the late seventies, early eighties, nobody was coming to the games. Everybody was doing fucking drugs. They were drinking and smoking at halftime. I mean, it was... <laughs> Yeah, 80s was a wild time, man. Yeah, that's, yeah. that sounds I mean, like the game I want to show up to. They, <laughs> they showed some pictures of like the guys that play for the Bulls and be like, uh, that dude looks like the janitor at my high school. Why the fuck's he playing pro basketball? But, you know, I mean, obviously things changed, and, you know, the NBA today is well, way different than it was even then in the 90s, but um, it was good. I, I was I was, I was, was glad to see that, and, um, you know, I, I haven't really kept up with sports in the past, honestly, since I really got into all this nonsense with you guys, I haven't. Right. I've really kind of turned to buy. I know it's there, but I'm. And it, you know, if I'm if I'm at somebody's house, you know, back in the day when we would go to see each other, and they have on a ball game, I'll sit there and bullshit and watch it. I'm not going to be like, oh my god, it's sports. Right. Oh, but but I'm not plugged. I mean, back you know, like I was like like in the '90s, I could name the starting lineup for every NBA team. And it was funny seeing some of these guys like, you know, oh the third the third best player on the fucking Utah Jazz. I forgot about that guy, and you know, it was just it was just interesting to see. And today, I don't know if I can name ten NBA players. Um, probably could name ten. That's probably about it. Right. So it's just uh, you know, times change. So, um, and other than that, man, just been grinding in the shop, working my ass off on these fucking projects. We shipped out uh, twelve. Uh, no, we shipped out twenty four last week, and then we're going to ship out eleven. Tomorrow, and then I'm gonna try to get through these 15 done by the weekend. So. Jesus Christ! How are you doing on burnout? Um, in my underwear, I miss. Oh, not skid marks, burnout. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm almost done. Like I said, 15, and I'll divide that up. You know, it's actually <clears throat> I I have a spreadsheet and I've got it broken down into batches. Right. So like yesterday, I the, the stuff I got painted today, I sent my message. Great news! You're in batch seven. Your order will be ready for will be ready for you know shipping on Wednesday. I'll I'll be contacting you for final payment and shipping. Right. Kind of got to copy and paste. I do that. So cool. Those you know everybody actually responded, which was great. I've only had one person kind of like not ghost me, but horribly unresponsive about it. But I, I got it settled. Um, I, I asked because last week we were talking about it. and I was like you know about the repetitive nature of it and is it getting you were like ah, it's starting to it's start I'm starting to feel it a little bit. Yeah, I, it's funny though. There it's like. 
it's I I feel like they're getting better though. I feel like the product is a better product now. I mean, not to knock what we did in right. You, know, you want me to take that part out? <laughs> seventy away, seventy ago, but right. it, it just feels like, and, and I guess that's just the evolution of oh, well, let's let's you know let's do it this way, and then, you know we haven't really changed anything when we were doing it, but. And maybe just taking taking a different uh, a different look at you know let's paint these pieces before we put it together. It'll help you know not have any uh, inconsistencies and and just basically. I mean, this is I've done some production runs before, like ten fifteen of stuff. Right. But, you know, this is this is another level. So. Right. 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 I mean, but, factory style, the better you're gonna get at it. Say it again. As in the more you do fa- stuff factory style, you know, the better you're gonna get at it and the faster you're gonna get. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And spend more money on more equipment. <laughs> and I guess I mean your hundredth jump shot is going to be better than your first. You know, like, that's exactly right. If I could, if I could shoot a hundred jump shots without my arm going out, I'd probably do it. Your arm will go out first, or your knees will go out first, bro. Mm, I'm not, probably not going to be doing a lot of jumping to start with. It's <laughs> <laughs> jump shot. I'll, I'll be using my, uh, I'll be using my height on that. So. But yeah, that's about it. Nice. Um, so, speaking of sports, though, real quick. Mm-hmm. Do you fucking see Tyson? Oh, he's coming back. Do you see his fucking uh, uh, practice reel? He is a fucking monster still. Yeah, he oh, never he never lost it. I've, oh I've my seen God. It. I've seen him even like when he was he got kind of pudgy for a while. Right. And even when he was pudgy, he was like they were showing him hitting the bag one time. It's like fuck, man. Even they dude's gonna be seventy fucking years old and, and cleaning clocks still. And he's what fifty something now. Yeah, you, dude. You, but, Whew, he still you know he's, he still gives me the fucking willies like when you say Mufasa. It's like Ooh. so it's uh it's um uh, uh Gucci Mane, Mike Tyson. Who else? <laughs> yeah. Uh let me think, let me think, let me think. I I, I don't know who else I'd put in that category. Maybe Kim Jong un. Um, um <laughs> wait, is he dead or not? I don't think no, so. No, he's not. He came back. He, he's he's a zombie ghost. Um you talking about the stream leader? Wait. So Lit Mobile just there was a what? thing with the sister taking over or something like that, right? Wasn't there? Yeah, I think that yeah, was rumored that during it. But, you know, what's crazy is that Kim Jong-un and Kylo Ren had the same title. They were both the supreme leader. That's true. <laughs> Did uh, they come to respect, though? <clears throat> I don't know. Getting back, getting back to Mike Tyson real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has not – I mean, so many fighters in their later years are just tragic because they've been rocked so many times. and. I mean, dude, how many times has Tyson actually been in the face? Like hard. I think just like, I think just the Lennox Lewis ones. <laughs> I mean, Buster, Buster Douglas got yeah, him. Yeah. You know, I'd say maybe four or five times, but he didn't get hit a lot. I mean, I remember, no. I remember as a kid, like I remember being at summer camp, and it's like, oh, Mike Tyson fought last night. I'm like, oh yeah, how'd it go? It was like, oh, it was like twelve seconds. <laughs> well, I think because it was just you know that's why it was so shocking when Buster Douglas upset him. I think that um. <clears throat> That that story that Gary told that I had never heard before about him and Spinks going at it, um, I, I don't know if you caught that, Chris, but he was talking about how like the the legend of that story is like Spinks was a champion and Tyson was a champion, which is why it was a big fight, and they were arguing over who was going to come out first because they were both champions, and uh, there was like a locker or something or locker room between them, and before they came out, Tyson just started wailing on these lockers like just letting loose on these lockers and supposedly it was shaking the lockers in the room that Spinks was in. So when Spinks comes out and you see his face, his facial expression is because he was just sitting in this room with the fucking wall shaking around him while another guy was on the other side, just fucking taunting him. You know, like that dude is, 
he's Dracula for real. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I just I just dropped the clip. If you haven't seen it in our chat, just watch it real quick. It's like less than a minute. It's, yeah. He oh, this fucking monster. He's a beast, man. Yeah, Bobby. Would... How was your nerd week? Um, it was good. So I uh, I, I not that a couple of dioramas. I, I'll talk about them later on. The one that I can talk about this week is I've I've did uh recently the Sith Temple and the Pasana ones, like just little quick ones. Um, happy with both of them. I hey, your stuff your stuff's getting really tight, man. Your, your rock work is 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 impressive. It's, it's it's really coming together. I appreciate it, man. It's like um, but let me ask you this. Yeah. How much disdain do you look back at the first couple you did and want to redo them? So it's funny because um, that's why I don't have dioramas. Of my own, <laughs> right, right. I would never be happy. There's, there's, there's only, there's only one that I have that, like, every time I see it, I cringe. Most of the other ones, uh, like, I, like in my head, I'm like, man, I would have done this different today or that different today. But, um, like, I'm also big on like the journey, right? So, like. Um, I remember Adam and I used to talk about this with 40k stuff because he would always want to go back and paint his repaint his older 40k stuff um, to get him up to the current level, you know. And for me, it was always important to have these originals, like so that I could see, like, man, this was me in '96, and this was me in 2006, and look at the the growth of of that, right? No, and I, I get that. Like, I've got the first urban diorama i ever did is in my shop on my wall mm-hmm. it's in pieces but i've got it there like fuck those are fucking tragically done bricks <laughs> <laughs> but you know like but it's done it's on the wall and i can look at it anytime and say yep yeah like i think it's important to document it. i think it's important like especially when something doesn't go 100 percent right you can look at something older and be like well i'm not here anymore you know right. um and the only one that i have a hard time looking at is the the hoth one with the wampa in it I have a hard time, like it. Really? Um, yeah, I'm like, oh god, I got that. That's the one that eats me up. Gonna redo it? Uh, I don't probably. Well, if I do, it'll be because my wife can't stand it either, and she's like, she's always talking about ripping it out, um, to redo it. So if I do, if I do it, that'll be the reason why. But um, you know, I, I, I to be fair, like the, the Rogue One is still probably like one of my top five that I've done, and that was way early on. You know, it's yeah. like hit or miss, I guess. But um, but yeah, I've been enjoying it, and like it's been uh, now that I have all these shelves lit, you know, like it's I've been able to kind of rock and roll. Like I kind of have felt like I've had one hand tied behind my back, you know, like doing them because I'm like, oh man, the only ones I have lit are. Star Wars one, so that's really the only dioramas I can do. But now I got, you know, the Legends lit. I got the Transformers lit. Um, and I might have some more lit here soon. So it's like, uh, you know, I don't know. I've just been appreciating, like, the variety. I was talking to Joe, like, um, you know, these Marvel Legends ones, for instance, are probably, in all of my dioramas, the only ones I'm going to be able to do, like, realistic Earth environments for. Right. So, like, I want to make sure that, like, I get a checklist of, like, everything that I've wanted to try my hand at. You know what I mean? So that when it's all said and done, I don't have any regrets regarding, like, fuck, I can't believe I didn't do an alley. Everybody has to do an alley. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. What about your turtles and the sick of seeing fucking alley wise? Right. Right. No, I'm sure. Well, the turtles is like the sewer, right? So, like, I. I'm I'm purposefully not doing any sewer ones for the Marvel Legends. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, there are no Morlocks anywhere, are there? 
Uh, no, and I don't think I'll, I'll be buying them just because I'm kind of tapped out on space and I'm, I'm I'm happy with like the Legends collection. I was talking to Marilyn Phil a, a bit about this this week about like which Marvel lesson, which Marvel Legends do I need, and it's like less than ten, and I'm done. You know, I might swap out a piece here and there, but like I the last two waves of Legends, I've passed on both waves. Uh, X Men: War of Apocalypse one just hit, and then the uh, the Black Widow wave passed on both i got the winter soldier out of the black widow wave it was the only one i wanted um so anyway i'm just like i'm like crossing these things like i'm making my list i'm checking it twice you know what i mean i'm just making sure that i don't have any stone unturned uh let's see what else i i, I got this one that i want to talk about i mean i'll try to talk to you guys about it after we get off the phone but um or after we get off the call so to speak let's see what else i watched this documentary on netflix about psychedelic drugs um hmm. I, I I saw that. I debated on watching it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's interesting. I, I've never really partook, uh, you know, but uh, there are some, you know, when you have these creatives talking about what it did for them creatively, I'd be lying if I said I didn't find a lot of it alluring. Uh, but, you know, maybe in another lifetime. I feel like I feel like I'm too old. <laughs> like too, you know what I mean? See, like, I, I disagree. I think once I'm done with working, my kids aren't here. I would like to try mushrooms, like in the desert or something crazy. Like that. <laughs> like, you got to like, do the peyote. Uh, you got to do the peyote in the desert, like, man. Like Jeremy Piven did in uh, Entourage, you know? Right, right, right. And I, I, dude, I have the same feels, man. Like, you know, and like I would want to just have like you know, like a pen and paper or like, you know, just jot down ideas and stuff. Like just, I don't know. Some of the stuff that they say is like, it's, it's, it's my bag. Like when you're like, you know, you feeling, it's like tapping into the force. You know what I mean? Like you feel like one with the tree and one with the stone and one with like that kind of shit. Like it does scratch at an itch for me. Uh, what else did I watch? Oh, I watched some G1 cause I'm looking for more, uh, diorama ideas for my transformers collection. Um, rocks. And yeah, um, Dude. And silver shit. Yes. You're not lying. Like, 90% of that show is that. It's so challenging to find something that's not that. Like... I mean, it's cheap to draw those, right? (laughs) Right. use them over and over again. Correct. It's like the same plate, like, you know, just being used in every episode. And it's like, man, it's so frustrating. So I might... I'm not sure how much more I'm going to get out of g1 for a uh for um inspiration you know like i'm just not sure if it's gonna happen but i I watched a lot of it it's and season two is really dreadful uh really really dreadful like i think season one still is kind of a good show like still kind of holds up over time uh the first half of season two i don't feel the same way about uh let's see let's see what else i know i watched oh i watched this documentary on china's one kid law um, it's tragic as fuck, and uh, it's over now. I didn't know it was over. Did you know it was over, Joe? Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating to me. I was like, oh no shit, here I am thinking that was still dim the rules. <laughs> um, but it was still it was like a sad fucking story. I think did I talk about that here at all last week? I don't think so. Um, but you, they 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 interview a wide array of people, and they interview the people that like you know could only have one kid you know and you know that you know their tragedies and they interviewed people that like did the abortions 
Mm. And they, you know, like they, they interview so many people and like the, the, the reaction to it, it was fascinating to me. Like some of them were like, you know, like warriors of the state, you know, like, Hey, we did what the state wanted us to do. And that's why we have economic growth here now is because we did. And you know, we did, what we had to do and we're better for it. And then there were other people that were like, I'm going to hell, aren't I? I'm definitely going to hell. Propaganda machine is great. Yeah. In country since everything is censored. Yeah, so that was a pretty fascinating watch. I can't remember where I watched it, though, because we, we, we're subscribed to all these fucking streaming services now where I don't even know which one I'm watching. Um, I mean, then people were like, they were like fucking abandoning the kids or abandoning the daughters because they want kids, sons. Yep. Yep. Or, uh, you know, throwing their daughters in the trash. Yep. All river. Yeah. Pretty yeah. rough stuff. Yeah. That's a fucking thing. Pretty rough stuff. Oh, that's a fucking, fucking thing. Um, and then I watched John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to figure out how to approach this. So let me let me start here. Um Chris bought it for me <laughs> for me to watch it and he didn't have to do that. Thank you Chris. It is appreciated cuz I'm happy that I watched it. All right. I'm going to try to do this. I watched the first 15 minutes, right? And I was like, "Holy shit." I have severely underestimated this movie. Uh, yep, because it's not what you think it is. Starting out, at least. Yep, like uh, dealing with um, you know establishing that he's madly in love with this woman. The woman dies. The whole dog thing. Um, and up until that point, I am like, I'm on board. I'm super on board. And then the first little thing that I saw that I was like, huh? What's that? What's that about? Is when that whole wall of the air hanger turns up. Do you know what I'm talking about? The what now? So he takes the, he takes his car to go blow off some steam because he's like, yes. okay. So when he does that, like there's like a, a wall to like an air hanger, like um, and it yeah like, yeah it flips up like a garage door. Correct. So when I saw that, I was like, okay. And then he does the stunt driving, and then he bumps into the Russians at the gas pump, and. Uh, the the Russians are blasting rap music on their way up to the gas pump because this establishes that they are uh, badasses. And they have this rapport, like this uh, quid pro quo, rather, at the gas pump, and then they decide to wear masks into his house to kill him and then reveal their face at the end. And it, that's when the movie turns left for me. From that point forward, it starts to become what I thought it was going to be. But let me say some let me say some positives because I don't think it's a shit movie. Like I don't think anything like that. Um, I think the acting around Keanu, like the entire cast, with the exception of him, <laughs> is fucking fantastic. Like not just okay, not just good, but like they all do a fucking great job. I'm not sure. Well, I think that most of them are great actors, but I'm I'm also kind of in there, right? What'd you say? Wasn't John Leguizamo in it? Yep. Yeah, he plays Aurelio. Yep. And I, I love John Leguizamo. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I think that they did a and that the, the the Russian son, what else was he in that he did like drugs or something? It's been eating me up. I gotta look that up. IMDB, bro. Um Let's see. Alfie Allen's a guy's name. Uh what's he been in? Uh, he just looks like he's British. I don't know if he is or not. Yeah, I don't know. Um he was in yeah, Atonement, Elizabeth. Um, he was in The Predator. It says Pan- oh. he's in. He's in Pandemic. He's in the movie. Well, we all oh, you know what he's in? He's in Game of Thrones. 
Is he? Yeah. He is in Game of Thrones. He plays Theon Greyjoy. Dude, he, I'm not going to spoil it, Chris, because you're going to give it a go. He has a rough shake in Game of Thrones. Doesn't yeah. everybody have a rough shake in Game of Thrones? Many do. His might be one of the roughest. Um. Anyway, that but like, they do a fucking amazing job, the cast. Another thing, I'm not usually wowed by visual effects. I kind of expect the visual effects to look great, and it's only if they look bad that I notice. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. There was one scene where I was like, wow, that was well done. And it's in a garage when these trucks explode, and Mm -hmm. the guys that are – there's like guys in there with machine guns, right? And they get pushed back. Like, like put on their feet, on their ass, you know what I mean, from this explosion. But it's not over the top. It's like you can feel, like, the burst of energy. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, when I have talked to people that have been around explosions, they describe it just like that, right? And so, like, I was like, wow, like, that, that seemed like a scene where they could have gone super gratuitous and blown the guys against the wall and the guns drop on the floor and they're blown to smithereens. And they didn't. It was like a real... Like subtle, like like it, it seemed realistic. So I, I, that, that spoke to me as well. I think they had a lot of consultant on, on like combat for that movie. Yeah, so that that worked for me. Uh, and um, I thought the soundtrack was good. I, I don't. It, it seemed a little inappropriate, like because uh, like like killing strangers by Marilyn Manson is like. <laughs> It's like runs a, almost the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, but it's like uh, yeah, it's a it, little bit dun dun dun. That whole thing is like kind of the soundtrack for the whole movie. Um, but I feel like they, I feel like they took it a little bit literal. <laughs> but it's all good. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but like yeah. it's, it's not really, it's not really about that at all. But like, um, but anyway, so so like, yeah, I, I thought it was shot beautifully, like uh, you know, cinematography wise, and like. A variety of scenes like um you know color palettes and stuff like when they're in the pool and the club and the the blue light glowing off the bottom and all that like i thought all that stuff looked beautiful uh i also can tell that there's this world out there that i don't quite understand yet in regard to this story right like like the way that the hotel works and there's rules at the hotel regarding how these people that are involved in this life operate and they pay with these gold coins and it's like everybody knows but nobody knows what's going on like they talk like they don't know but they obviously know right so like that kind of stuff i found alluring i found interesting and let me see there was something else that i wanted to talk about that i liked um can't remember. It'll come to me. Well, well you know, William, William Defoe's in it. Yep, and does a great job. I, I honestly, every time I always forget he's in it, but he does. He does such a good job. I yeah. think, dude. Everybody uh, in that fucking movie, like everybody around Keanu, does a fucking amazing job. <sighs> okay, so now let me get to to as soon as this becomes. All right, let me say this: the movie where Keanu Reeves is a hitman for the Russian mob and is falling in love with a woman and it requires him to do one more job in order to get out of the Russian mob to be with the woman that he loves and the woman that he loves dies that's the movie I want to see that would have been the story of this that I think I would have wanted to see so you want to see this the, the, you want to see the story of the impossible task uh, the prequel yeah I well see- I mean that that is literally what you just said is is <sighs> okay so 
I, I, I won't. I won't tell you. But part two. Uh-huh. Part two. Part. I'll speed a little on you here and not tell you anything. But part two explains a lot of the questions you have. Mm. It, it's. I'd say part two is the world building episode or see the uh, film. Right. Really get more information into what's happening, how things work. Right. This, that, and the other. Um. And I think they built. I think that they, you know these these guys wrote and directed John Wick as a one a one off movie. And right. it did well enough where they wanted to do a sequel, right. and they've created a, a small empire here. And they probably had this idea, like, look, if we're going to do this, and if it's successful, then we can do this, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, the third one goes off the rail, though. Right. I've heard that as well. But but neither here nor there. Um, but I yeah. Would, I never thought of that, but I would like to see that as a prequel, like, the you know, that impossible task to get them out. But like I said, I, I think it's going to end up to be like the castle run for you, where, like, the the idea of it, you can't make it live up to the idea of it. For me, I mean, in general, like when yeah, I mean, like that's a great that's a great analogy. Like, oh, the Kessel, they're gonna show us the Kessel run. That was the Kessel run, right? But <sighs> let me let me let me re- let me reiterate. It's not the impossible task that I find alluring about that story. No, 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 no. I mean, they're gonna have to sh- they have to show it. Sure, sure, sure. But like that's, my that's my, that's my, my my expectations of that is it could be just like I've seen in this movie. Do you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't need it to be anything above and beyond. But yeah. like the idea of this guy who's like the guy that you send to kill the boogeyman, and he's like this killer, but he falls for this woman. But the woman's got these health issues, and you deal with those two together. Meanwhile, trying to get out of the mob, he takes one last job to get out of the mob, and then she dies at the end, and now he's left with truly nothing. That's the story that I want. You like them tragedies? Right? I do like the tragedies, but like that to me has like the so like my my problem with this movie is that like it, I don't think it's bad. Um. It's just it's my problem for me. I think it's just it's just a genre thing. I just You're not into action movies. I'm not right? into action movies. Like like so so when the when the whole movie becomes about him uh, shooting people in the face and stabbing people in the throat like over and over and over and over again and and like kind of like these these consistent tropes of. So, you know, you are the guy that they send to kill the boogeyman. You are the baddest of the bad, and they finally get the drop on you. And what do they do? Put a bullet in your head? No. They tie you up, and they take you back to their base so they can have a chat with you to allow you to get out of the circus. Like, that shit drives me nuts in those movies. And I also, like, I'm just – I understand that violence can be cool. I'm not the anti-violence guy at all in films. I, I, I get it. But it doesn't do a whole lot for me. You know, like, without – the the kind of meaning behind it so like when i see him pull a gun out and shoot a person with the fucking barrel of the gun right in the center of the guy's nose like that close like i understand how that's cool like in a sense but like it's it's like it just it's just it holds no meaning to me it's uh it could be like watching a polo game or something you know it's like it doesn't move me uh, so like it's just I think it's just a genre thing. Like I just am yeah, not crazy. interested in the genre. Just like some that's people fair. action movies, and I'm not particularly into like slasher movies <laughs> or gore, gore, like Saw. Yeah, like, right. I right, mean, right. like I don't watch horror movies because I think the people in them are just dumb. But I, I probably because I just I don't get into the psychological side of it. Right. Um. For sure. Until we're living through a pandemic, and you see a lot of people act. They would be the people in in these movies, <laughs> exactly the way they're acting. They're like, oh, it's fucking makes sense now. This is realistic. People do act that way. But um, I will say uh, the, the the oh, and the dog at the end is absolutely fucking beautiful. 
Oh, it is. He's a gorgeous pit. Um, but uh, I, I, I was committed to this movie in a way I thought I never would be until he met the Russians at the gas pump. Like, I was in. It had me. It did have me for a second, like at the very beginning. Um, whew. And Do I, you have any interest in watching the, the, the sequels? So I would watch the second one um, on a humble, but like I just don't. I just Chris is buy for you. yeah, don't buy because I I just don't think I will enjoy it. Like well, uh, Bobby, I'll tell you, I, this is a means of an end. I've been meaning to buy the physicals of this for a very long time. <laughs> oh, and this is just you well, know. Well, if you're looking for an excuse to buy it for yourself, I'll gladly watch it. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got them. I've got them streaming, but you know, right. to have the I, I not because I want to watch the director commentary and all that. I, I'm super into the whole the whole world. I think is is super interesting. I mean, that there's, there's a fourth movie written, and they're waiting. Obviously, at this point, he has to finish the Matrix Four, and then they're going to yes. start filming John Wick Four. And um, you know, there's a TV series that has been in pr- production. Um, excuse me, on the stars network for years mm-hmm. that obviously has been pushed back now too. So, Oh, and I, I'll also, take, I, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but while I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, I would enjoy this more as a video game. <laughs> That's fair. Like if I but was, if I was John wick and I had to, to avenge my, my dog's death, that would be like, I, I would play the fuck out of that game. It look it, it would you know and then you even get a sniper level at the end. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would have been a hundred percent into that game. Did uh did Laura watch it with you? Uh no she she that it's not her bag. Okay I didn't know if she would be into it. No. I, I will I will tell you my favorite line from the whole movie is after uh after they bring the car to Aurelio and and the actions that happen and Vigo calls and says I heard you struck my son he says yes sir I did. And he says, may I ask why? Well, yeah. uh, he says, yeah, well, uh, because he stole John Wick's car, sir, and uh, and killed his dog. And his response after a pause is, oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> he knows in that period, he knows. Mm-hmm. You know, because his wife's just died. And I guess that's pretty well known in this world that they're in. She's a legend. He's a legend. Yeah. Of- and he's, he's, you know, the guy you call to kill the fucking boogeyman. And you just pissed him off. Uh, I don't know. Well, yeah. I'm glad you watched it. I honestly, it's a better response than I was anticipating. I was kind of dreading your response, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? It's fine. I but think you, if I, you knew that, we we both knew it wasn't his bag. It wasn't his bag, no. right? And but, and but that's yeah. I, I try to like you know like like I I I try to appreciate you know in spite of how I feel about something, I try to look at it and say like, all right, well, there obviously is good here. Like it's how, I mean, not, not to make the comparison between the two, but it's kind of how I felt about E40 back in the day where I was like, I do not like anything about this, but people love it. Why? Do you know what I mean? And like, I would try to sit there and figure out why. And, um, and as I'm watching it, I like, I think and it actually led to a conversation with Laura and I, like on a walk, like we were just talking about it. And, um, you know, about like films and what we look for in films and, and this and that. And it's just like, I, I, what I, what I want out of a movie is, is much less in terms of what I'm looking for. I can enjoy the action for sure, but what I'm looking for is much less action based, much more character story based. And 
Says the Star Wars guy. Well, so so that's a perfect example that came up in our conversation. But it's not the lightsaber duels for me. You know, it's a it's about this idea of family and what this family means to one another. Like, and it's that's what hits me with that. That's why I. I th- but I think in the same breath, dude. Like, that's why eight resonates with me more than nine. You know, because it's about it's it's really about these three characters, and it's the stuff that doesn't deal with those three characters is the weaker stuff in that movie, right? And like, but that's the stuff that that draws me in. Whereas nine has a whole lot of fucking action and adventure and running around and lightsabers and blast and uh, lightning fingers and all of it, right? But it doesn't do anything for me. It's like uh, sugar. Mm. Um. But yeah, so anyway, it led to some great, led to a lot of discussion this week at my house, like regarding storytelling and character and what we like and why. Like it's the same thing with this fucking like the, all this superhero shit, right? Like Batman flying off of a building uh, with sticky bombs, diving in through a window, beating up a hundred people without using any firearms, and then getting out of the building is nothing to me compared to Batman and Joker having a conversation. Like that's what moves me. Yeah. Uh I get it. So let's let's get into notes where there's not a lot, uh, but there's a little bit and we do have a lot of questions, but we'll just work through what we can. Uh, unfortunately more losses. Uh we did lose Fred Willard. He's like uh, and, and, and uh, ironically enough, he's in the psychedelic t- <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like and and just being like kind of a doof, right? Because he usually plays a doof. Um, yeah, I had to. I had to. You know, I was. We we're talking at the dinner table about that, and to to reference who he is to my family, I said he's the president in Wally. <laughs> That's. They're like, oh, well, he's been in lots of stuff. I'm like, yeah, he always kind of plays this kind of goofy, right? You know, played it well though. I, he's funny. He's always fucking his yeah. timing. Agreed. The last thing I saw him in, in, in uh, the, the sitcom uh, Modern Family, he uh, he was one of the lead characters' fathers, and he actually they they he passed away in the in the show like oh, really? this year. So, like, wow, wow. Um, so you know he did that role well. You know he's you know rest in peace. Uh, score one for physical media. The last surviving blockbuster video store <laughs> I saw that. is also surviving the pandemic. Um, nice. So uh, it's in Bend, Oregon, as I like to call it. And it's the last of its kind in the entire world and is miraculously surviving not just the streaming era, but also the, the coronavirus pandemic. In a new interview with Vice, the store's longtime general manager said she's keeping the lights on by making the store as safe as possible because the local DVD distributor is closed. <laughs> Harding ventures to major retailers with her mask and gloves on to purchase new films for her store. The big title for next week is called The Wild, Harding told Vice. I usually start out with 30 copies on DVD and 12 to 14 on Blu-ray. I go to Walmart, Target, Fred Meyer, every retailer we have here in town, and I'll only get 5 or 10 from each one. They don't like me very much if I come in and just wipe out their shelves, so I try to be conscientious of that and make sure that I leave movies for their regular customers. Right, that's the other four people in town that buy DVDs (laughs) get mad when there's none to buy. How crazy is that though? Like that she's like she's her own supplier. Listen, I'll tell you back back in the day when I was in the film industry, uh, the companies I worked for were obviously very large companies, and we had you know contracts and 
different things. A lot of a lot of the films we rented, we uh, like we <laughs> there was a company called Rent Track, and the point the purpose of that company was they rented video chains the rights to what to to these films. So when the contract was up, we had to box them up and send them back or you know whatever. But I knew some people who ran independent stores, and that's what they did. I and mean, it was it was just. It wasn't worth the, the trouble to deal with the distributor in their in their wants and needs for them. They would go out on, you know, midnight the night or whatever, and buy up 20, 30 copies of whatever the hot movie was, and rent them for three or four weeks, and then sell them half price to get rid of them. And that's how they made their living. That's so, crazy. I mean, smart. That's not that. That's not that far from you know the way the world was 20 years ago. Right. I, I think mom and pop stores do the same because my mom and pops they, they do that for the grocery store. They would go. Go to like Safeway or whatever have have a big sale on like soda, and they would mm-hmm. get all, all buy all of them, come back to the store, break them open, and sell them you know individually. I mean, you see that if you go to I mean, even it's like Sam's Club, distributor for them, right? In Sam's Club and places like that, you see people with this you know obviously that are running a C store or something that have these carts and carts full of you know candy and uh, drinks and you know stuff like that that they're just buying. They're not using it. They don't have a Coke guy that comes on their route. They just um, fucking Go buy it at Sam's Club or, or whatever, or catch you know you know uh, peruse the slads you know oh right. they got Pepsi like four for ten or whatever and go stock up. Yep. Um. But yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I'm going to uh provide one more note. This is from Mr. Pinkerton, and that is that Cameron is talking about a paid in full sequel. Yeah, <laughs> that so, was just for you, Bobby. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. So the, the here's the thing. Um, so he said that these are conversations we talked about in the last few months. Actually, a couple hours ago, something we talked about pertaining to Paid in Full 2. I don't want to say 100% yes, but we're definitely in talks about doing something similar to Paid in Full 1. It's definitely a conversation going on right now, 100%. But here's, here's, what's, <laughs> here's what I find interesting about that. For those that don't know, uh, Cameron starred in Paid in Full. It's, uh, I love that movie to death. It's in my top 20 probably of all time. Uh, it is like, it is a, it is a true story about these three guys that basically developed the American hand to hand drug trade. It's, you know, it's not line for line fact, but it's very true to the original story. And, uh, and even some of the more kind of tragic events of it are, are super true. Um, Here's what I find interesting about it. Like, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it but it, it kind of goes the way that most criminal organizations go, and it is rarely a positive, right? <laughs> like, um, so I don't know how you make a part two. Is kind of what I'm saying. Like, it's like making Goodfellas part two. Like, you just watch Henry Hill and fucking witness protection. How does that happen? How does that work? Well, I right. guess it won't be based on real you know, true story anymore, right? Unless there is a part two in the real life story that you follow. Right. And maybe there is a part two that I'm just not aware of, but it's, yeah. but it's, um, that's what it is. Yeah. But it's, uh, it, it, I would find it bizarre, but I, I definitely recommend the movie in like everything about kind of street drug culture in this country and how it works, how it operates, how, um, it's kind of broken down, how it's the infrastructure of it all. It all, comes from these three gentlemen and uh it's fascinating to me but um i can't imagine that a part two would be worth a fuck i mean it'll be weird right part one based on true story and then part two not <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> um, different things. we might as well give them superpowers at that point do you know what i mean like 
<laughs> anybody that, some you know maybe characters rise from the dead break out of prison with their super strength <laughs> um but yeah uh and then there's a little bit of mandalorian news so we 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 found out recently that um uh shit why am i drawing a blank on her name Bo-Katan? No, uh, Rosaria no. Dawson is oh, yeah, is well, playing uh is probably playing Ahsoka, and then we're... in Mandalorian is Ahsoka gonna be in Mandalorian? Yep. Yep. Okay. Cool. And then uh, yeah, asking, like how how are these people going to be in Mandalorian? Won't they be old as fuck? I'm like I don't know. Aliens age differently. Well, maybe. that's the thing. We don't know how Ahsoka ages. But the the one thing that is in here is that um you know people were saying all right let me let me I'm, yeah I get excited. So first of all. Katie Sackhoff. I don't know who she is, but she's set to cast as uh, Bo-Katan. She was in. She was in the. Um, and I don't know why I know this. The Battlestar Galactica, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the modern version of that, was very popular. And gotcha. she she did a couple other. Oh God! Well, she was in a couple other shows right after that. Um, never. I mean, it, it never really popped off. But. She's she a known also, she's a known commodity in like the sci-fi world. She, she also looks exactly like Bo-Katan. That's so. what I'm saying. She's like a dead yeah. ringer. That was good casting. Yeah. Uh like, that, that's the thing. she's human though. Like she's a human Mandalorian. So like she's gotta be in like what fifties at this point? Right. In, in, in lore? Well, she looks a little um, older. Well, we don't know how anybody ages because what <laughs> we do because of Han Solo and Leia and Luke. Age. That's that's true. That's all that's all death sticks. It's all death sticks. <laughs> Um, all now, you got to do is get that. Um, all you do is you get that Wookiee blood transfusion, and the antibodies take over, and it's an anti-aging serum. Now yeah, she doesn't look that old in real life. Yeah, no. I, I, well, she looks, but she doesn't look young either. No, no, no. She, but she looked like that that ripe age. You know what I'm <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow. Bobby, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> they're going to be in your mentions tomorrow. Um. <laughs> So so look the 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 other news is is that uh Mr. Morrison who played Jango Fett is returning to Star Wars for this season as well. Now as Boba. Well, right? so everybody's saying that, right? Mhm. And I was like, "Uh, oh, you know, okay, that's cool." But then I got to thinking, Joe, what if it's not Boba? Who else could it be because all the clones are dead by now? Well, Ahsoka's right? Ahsoka's there. Rex is in Rebels, right? Yep. So Rex could be a lot. Rex is, is wait. Rebels is after Mandalorian. No, no. Rebels is is before Episode Four. Before Episode Four, and this is after Episode Six. So that's like a five year gap. Or Correct. Seven so, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess, but like he'd be older because the clones age not well. And to begin right, but supposedly he is supposed to be in Return of the Jedi. Like they retconned it and they said, "Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the old guy, yeah, yeah, right." So like, dude, but he's really old compared to uh, you know this actor, right? No, I, 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 I agree, I agree. But what I'm saying, and, and I'm just throwing it out there, you know. But like, if he is Rex, I'm a hundred percent excited. If he's Boba, that's cool too. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, I personally care about more Rex than Tembova. Yeah, me too. Myself. Also, like, okay, so we were talking about Filoni earlier, right? Right. So, do you worry, like, that is that that what what's I forgot? I'm sorry, the guy who told you about Filoni being not good, Caleb. Caleb, yeah, because his problem is that this, it, 
Filoni just does the nostalgia stuff, right? Do you worry that like all this stuff is very exciting because it's nostalgia stuff? They bring you know things from before to here, and we're excited about it. Do you worry about it just um, except fan service? So, so, to an extent, to an extent, but I I do think that there's more story to tell with Ahsoka. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So like that, I think that's what I find alluring about it, and like. I feel like I, like I feel like I'm kind of good on the prequel era now too. To be honest, like I feel like Clone Wars does enough for me where I'm good on the prequel era. But like that moment from Episode Three up until Solo, actually up until Rebels, really, because even Solo, like there's stuff going on in Solo that I'm like, man, I want to know more about that. Um, I think Rebels is why. That's probably the next thing I need, I need to do. It, like that era, I want to know more about, and then everything after Jedi, I want to know more about. Like what, what I what I don't need is more callbacks to the original Star Wars. Like I just feel like I have everything I need from that. Like I don't want Rex and not Boba. Exactly, exactly, and like so, like when when there's something about like calling back, especially to the original Star Wars, that seems so like like purposeful that like uh, when Mose Eisley Cantina is in the Mandalorian, I'm like a fucking course it is. Do you know what I mean? But like if they were to have Dexter Jexter pop up, I'd have been like, well, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, but I, I think that there's a lot of, uh, I, I talked to Chan, uh, recently, uh, on force sensitive and she brought up an interesting, uh, character thing with Mandalorian that like, I want them to explore more, and so I think that there's room for them to move that story forward as well without relying on nostalgia. But I, I agree that it does seem like there's a lot of nostalgia coming. But like, um, she made a, a comment about like this orphaned child raised by a community, um, leaving the community to raise an orphan child. Mm. And when she said that, I was like, "All right, I'm, I'm picking that up. Like, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down there. I like that too." But I, you know, I just need, I need, I want a little bit more character out of him. But like, I don't know. I'm excited about all that. Chris, what are your thoughts on any of it? Um, I mean, they're gonna sell more Boba merchandise if it's Boba, but I hope it's That's Rex. True. Yeah. Um, we do have Rex coming out as you know. I mean, I think it's. I'm wondering. Here, here's my concern, and it goes back to people not watching the DC animated stuff because you know they like the Nolan films but they you know, I don't watch cartoons right to to the casual Star Wars fan that watches the movies that watched the Mandalorian and enjoyed it I'm uh, gonna be very confused about why is, who is this girl with the red face and stripes on her face and right you know what why is this why is Django fed in this movie or whatever? I, right. That's fair. I mean, that, I think that's an interesting that they're just assuming everybody has seen the Clone Wars um, and Rebels for, for that matter or, you know, any combination of said property. Right. I, I think it's cool. I'm excited for it. Um, you know, I really like the actor that plays um, Django and the clones and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to see him back in the Star Wars universe. And it's what did you think of him in Aquaman? <sighs> <laughs> I need to tell you a funny story real quick tell about me. Aquaman. Tell me. So I have I collect Mezco figures. I don't know if you guys know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I was missing I'm missing the movie Aquaman figure, which is not a good figure, but I I just wanted to get it to kind of round out the what they did for the Justice League. And um, 
like I, I bought it's actually Sunday Heat. I bought. It. I probably sold it to him, but he had, he was selling a bunch of Mescos, and I, I hit him up. I'm like, hey, what you know? What, what, how much for these three? And we came to a, an agreement on the price, and he said, I just want to make sure you know this is the movie version. <laughs> and I said, Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, I need to pick one up. So that's funny. Uh, I vaguely remember he was in that movie. Now yeah, that you he, say it, he but. was like the uh, the father. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. I'm glad the guy got some work. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, I have a word comment. Okay. Oh, thank you. Um, it, you know how it was real cool. You know, Ahsoka got her own company of troopers, and they had like. Her, her pattern of her face painted on the on the helmet and it's fucking cool, right? Yeah. I was just thinking, like, man, what if like a bunch of people like me and want to follow me and they all painted Asian faces on the helmets? <laughs> or what if they were dolphin faces? <laughs> you know, like, because that's just 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 her race, right? Her face, her race has. She's not wearing face paint. That's not her face. Well, it could be. <laughs> we, we we don't know. What we don't know is. Uh... You know, if they're birthmarks or if they're tattoos. I think that's just, I mean, wasn't, there was someone else in that. Uh, Shock T, but she has a different set. A different set of markings. Uh, markings. Well, okay. I, I, who knows? It could be a tribal thing. It could be a, you know, that you're born with these. And, and maybe they tell you a story. Maybe it's like reading your palms. Maybe, oh, she's going to be a powerful Jedi based on the, the angle of her third. Right. Whatever. I don't know. That that's an interesting. I've never I've never put any thought into that before. <laughs> you all- Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, and now we'll get to a couple questions. So, uh the first one is from the good minister who we've been owing a response to for some time. He says, "At last listen, all was well with you guys. Hope it stays that way. I have a painting question since all three of you paint quite a bit. I recently got some Scooby-Doo 8-inch figures and a co- and a couple villains from this company called Figures Company. Don't judge me." Scooby was my dude. They're not made that well, but they stand and represent some of my childhood more than those cheap, tiny $5 ones. The real problem is that they used different plastic for the heads and bodies, which created a severe color variance. Um, Even the horseman pumpkin head isn't orange enough. So I decided it was an easy paint fix, but afterwards my paint is sticky. It's been almost a week now, so it's dry. This has happened before, but with weapons, so I never cared. The whole... The whole figure being sticky is a no-go. Any solutions to this? What am I doing wrong? Is there something I should have used to seal the paints after I'm done? I'm asking for a friend. So you probably, I don't, I'm assuming you used an enamel paint. So he says, P.S., I'm new to this, so keep in mind all I have are regular brushes, testers, paint, and a fairly yeah, steady that's hand. That's a problem. That's a that's problem. That's a problem. So what you need is apple barrel. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> any, any, apple barrel would be the good one to use. Yeah. Um, any acrylic paint. So I've, I, I remember the first customs I did, I... I Back in God, this was in the '90s. I there was a a wrestling character named Mortis that uh, I thought was really cool. They didn't make figures for that the company, so I took a Mick Foley figure and and I don't remember how I did the mask. Uh, it was a skull mask, ironically enough. Um, but I painted it with testers paint, not knowing anything, and it never dried. <laughs> it was sticky forever. So, uh, good minister, my advice to you is um, if you really want these figures reinvest in them and get you some acrylic paints because I don't know that you can recover from an enamel on plastic yeah, paint. It, it, it's, it's the, it's the whatchamacallit, the curing process. It's a chemical reaction. Like Certain paints, solvent, have to go on top of others and not the other way around. 
So yeah. like, and that was sticky because it will never cure. It will never harden into a paint. Like because what what is over? But like if, if the figures were previously painted, like if you got them painted out of the box, it's probably painted with something else that doesn't jive with the enamel. Right. Because if it was bare plastic, you would have been fine. But you know, like it's, it's a chemical reaction that you can't you can't get rid of. You can't even sand that shit off. It would just be a hot mess. And I don't judge you at all because I bought two of the Scooby Vans to to paint. <laughs> um, and I, I honestly, I looked at the figures. I'm like, well, these aren't bad. And they're building a little. Uh, by the way, there's a movie. The movie's called Scoob. Um, it's a new um, uh, computer animated Scooby Doo. I actually have it to watch. I haven't watched it yet. Um, but the figures. It, it is some company I've literally never heard of that's making these. I haven't looked into it at all. But um, I mean, they they hold the representation and they're bringing in some of the other Hanna Barbera kind of characters from those worlds. I can't nice. think of any of them. Yogi. Right off. Um, no, no, not Yogi. Like the. Somebody's slapping their freaking uh, table right now, telling me what I'm supposed to be saying, but I can't think of it. Maybe that dog? Yes, that, that, um, uh, what was his name? Droopy? Um, Does it Droopy something? Droopy? No, no. No, not. Um, and then there was like there was like a panther. Let me see who is. Oh, gosh, I'm, I'm forgetting who it is. Um, fucking up. I think it's got, got Captain Caveman's in it. Oh, okay. um, some of those guys. Um, uh, shit, I'm sorry, I cannot think any of these people right off. Oh, anyway, some some of the like expanded kind of universe, Hanna Barbera universe. Yeah, Jared Jared Leto does voice um, Fred. <laughs> if that sets anybody's mood. <laughs> All right, we got a question from Esteban now. Oh, he- um, and wait, yeah, just you acrylic paints. The easiest would be just buy some in Games Workshop paint, man. That, that that's stuff true too. Figures and it's really easy to use. It's water soluble. Like all you need to do is like rinse your brush off in water and you're good to go. Yes. You know? Now I'll it's say this: a little bit more expensive, but you know it's a few bucks. I'm not sure how they're holding up now, but I have to dig into my Citadel Games Workshop paints from time to time. Um, any paint from the '90s still works like a champ. Yes, but the two thousands is not dry as the Sahara. Oh my god, it's weird because like yeah, the hex bottles, the hexagonal bottles from Trash. like fucking nineties Trash. work, but like the glass bottles, no. And no, even the plastic white like bottles with the white top. Yeah, great. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. The really old ones. Yeah. Yo, the, the really fact really that old. you have paint from the nineties yeah, is wild. Yep, and it works like, like a chain. Purple or some shit like that. Like I hardly use it. So, yeah, still beautiful, but like you can buy them. They're actually more expensive. If you go on eBay, if you look for old Citadel paint, they're like you can still buy them sealed, and they're like more expensive. Yeah, but I, I, they're worth their weight in gold though, because they fucking will last thirty years. I, I think. I mean, the conspiracy theory is, and I don't think it's far from the truth. Is like they reformed the paint to like, yeah, it paints better and stuff, but they also know, like, with the bottle design and everything, that it will dry out much faster, so you have to buy more paint. Yeah. Because normally paints last a long time. You paint in fucking miniatures. Right. Like the old bottles, like, still great. These new bottles, I think, aren't airtight. Yeah, they can't be. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Esteban. Uh, sent us, uh, it was like three emails, but I think it's all one question. So I'm going to run through them. Uh, he said, it should have been Akbar. What's up, NRR? I hope all is well with you and yours. I want to ask a question about a throwaway line I hear over and over again on the internet, as well as on some of the Cool Table Network shows. It should have been Akbar. I don't honestly, I honestly don't get it. 
why would replacing Vice Admiral Holdo with Grand Admiral Akbar do do for the story? As a fandom, we keep saying that the sequel trilogy relies too heavily on the original trilogy characters, and in that same breath, we don't want a new character to exist. We rather a familiar face be on the hero that saves the new characters, but eventually all we would be left with are dead heroes and no leaders, just like General Leia explained to Poe. Haldo is supposed to teach the audience the same lessons we were taught in Empire Strikes Back with Yoda. We judge and dismiss the experienced leader and teacher in front of us because they don't match what we believe to be what a great warrior looks like. If Haldo was wearing a resistance uniform like Commander Larma DAC, and then he says in parentheses, Google it, <laughs> would, <laughs> would you respect her more? If she was wearing medals or a huge ranking placard like an Imperial, would you believe in her ability? Maybe it's because of her purple hair. Sorry, I rambled a bit. I hope this stars, stares, stirs up a conversation about the lasting power of characters. For me, Akbar is a one-line character that I never think about, and that's it. Um, and then he has two more, but we'll, we'll go through that one first. Um, does anybody want to go on this before I, I dig in? To this. I mean, I, I agree with everything you said, and I have I don't know why people have problems with Hodo. I have no problem with Hodo. There, there are some things that, that, some decisions she made in the movie that doesn't make sense much, but you know, fucking we're humans. <laughs> but yeah, I, I have no problem with her at all. So, and I, I don't think changing it into Akbar would have done anything other than a nostalgia feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, anything? Uh, the the line about you know not having medals in her shit and I think it's because she came off as <sighs> she didn't seem to be part I mean Leia's the same way I mean you've got people in fucking uniforms and you're wearing a, a <clears throat> evening gown or whatever they're wearing All right. <laughs> you know it's like you're a commander of a ship why aren't you dressed in a manner of and I'm not saying you you know don't respect people that aren't in the uniform in that situation but. I don't know. It's a it's an odd dynamic, and it always kind of has been. I guess you've got these, you know, the leader, uh, the guy, person in charge of the ship, you know, and it seems to be the female characters. Yeah, the purple haired lady with the purple dress on is in charge. But if you walked in the room and looked around and see who is in charge, you definitely wouldn't have picked her. Right. But like, I, I feel like it's like well, I don't know what the word, but like a regal look. Like, cause they're not just. I feel like they're not. They're generals, yes. But I don't think I don't see them like Olea as just military leaders. I feel like I see them as political figures as well. Guys, I'll be right back. All right. Like, Le- and Leia, I see yeah. as royalty as well. Do yeah, you know what I mean? So like, is so like you know, like Panme, fucking, she had eighty six thousand dresses. You know what I mean? But you take her seriously. Right. Right. Like I, I, I don't see Holdo as a traditional general per se. Like I feel like she is a figure you look up to, like like with poise and fucking. You know what I mean? No, I agree. Yeah, so, that is how I see. Like if if I was in trouble and I look up and I see someone calm with their hands together, fucking standing straight up in her pristine dress giving orders. I mean, I feel a little more confident. Right, right. I hear you. Um, so let me let me say this. I agree with everything Esteban said, except maybe the last line. Like, I agree with everything he said. I, I think that Holdo is fine. I think I don't have any issues with Holdo. My thing is, is that the reason why I'm also a subscriber to the idea that it should have been Akbar, uh, and I'll explain why. I don't think they dive in deep enough with Holdo to make you attached to her. It's one of my criticisms of the sequel trilogy in general is that, like, I don't. I don't buy into a lot of the characters. Like, uh, and I mean fully. To be fair, Haldo's one of the ones that I do buy into more. But like, I buy into Haldo more than Poe. You right. know, but but certainly more than Finn and uh, 
I mean, not, not Finn. Um, uh, shit, I forgot the the name I was gonna gonna bring up. But there's a lot of characters. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Zori Bliss, Jana. These last, you know, these last two characters from uh, Rise of Skywalker that I don't buy into at all. You know, and like, I just think that it's it's one of those things. Like, had, I think if Haldo would have been established in Force Awakens. And we could have really gotten attached to her as a character because I think she does bring more character to it. But I, I mean, I've, I've said this to him blue in the face. I think Ryan Johnson handles character better. So I think Rose is a better character than a lot of the other than Zori Bliss or Jana. I think that Haldo is as well. But because we only get that little like half a film with her, it, it doesn't have the same meaning. Whereas since we do have a tie to Akbar, and yes, it does rely on that, and I, I agree with you there as well, Esteban, but since we do have a tie to him, when he makes that sacrifice, it means more. Because we don't, when I say we, I should say I, I don't um, buy in, I, buy in is the wrong word, I don't connect to Haldo as much because I don't get enough time with her to kind of establish her. And, it's it's no real fault, and I think it's ultimately fine. It's just if I were gonna if I were gonna tweak a couple things to try to make something perfect, I probably would swap out. But that would be one of the last choices I made. You know, I think that the big choice is to replace DJ with Lando and have them go directly to Lando, um, or some character that's cool. <laughs> that's a new <laughs> character. that's a new character, um, and not do three different things on Cantabite. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a small criticism, but I, I do think that it works better with Akbar than Haldo, just because who Akbar is, even though you're right in the fact that he's just kind of a one-line character and he doesn't do a whole lot, he's established in that world where we have to take time to establish this new character, and maybe we wouldn't have had to do that, and we don't get the full benefit of establishing her anyway. So it's like we got 60% of a cool character, and I like Haldo, um, and then she, she does this thing where we were maybe already at 50% with Akbar, where we could have gotten the other 50% and then done it or put Haldo in force awakens or, uh, used one of the characters in force awakens and extrapolated that. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I you know? Yeah. I, I like, I, I'm, I just don't feel like, um, Haldo's sacrifice means as much. Okay, I'm almost. I'm gonna be done here in seven minutes. Um, I I don't think that Haldo's sacrifice ends up meaning as much only because you only have a half a film to kind of love her or you know what I mean, connect to her. Yeah, I mean I can agree with that, but you know I I guess because we're looking at it as a huge long story, but you know there's definitely single off movies where a character sacrifices himself where it means something. I agree, right, I, dude? I but think I, if I think I, if 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 Poe did it. I think entirely different about Poe. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if he would have made that sacrifice, we don't need him in Nine. And because character-wise, nothing really more happens for him. Like, he kind of has his arc in Eight, you know, to become, like, the the leader. So maybe that takes away from it, where, it, like, even in Eight, he's still making the balls-to-the-wall decision. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, the, yeah. So maybe it doesn't do much for his character, but I think it would mean more. True. I don't know. Uh, he goes on to ask a couple more questions, but but uh, let me let me be fair with you, Esteban. Of, of of the changes that I would make to Last Jedi, which aren't many, 
Um, but of the changes that I would make to it, that's that would be one of the last ones. Um, and I, I say that you know from the the comfort of my swivel stool with not millions of dollars on the line and a huge corporation <laughs> behind me. Um, I call it a swivel stool when I have to poop in two different toilets. <laughs> <laughs> what? How does it even work? So, so he says uh, real quick. He says, "Hey everyone, uh, hope everyone is healthy." Uh, I wanted to, as Joe, a non-spoiler question. I wanted to ask Joe as a non-spoiler question and one semi-spoiler question about Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts about the fans online chanting with pitchforks that the game's director is ruining Final Fantasy and should be removed? Oh, they can go fuck themselves. They're fucking idiots. There you I, go. I, like, I remember, Bobby, I asked you a couple weeks ago, have you ever thought of unfriending someone based on their opinions in Star Wars? That was... That was for me, like personally asking myself, like because I was having a feel with some people on my on my Facebook friends list with terrible opinions. Then, like, I can't. it just makes me angry. Gotcha. <laughs> he, About Final Fantasy. He goes like, on. He, he, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's it. That's oh, he goes on to say, I've seen people say that the Kingdom Hearts storytelling has no place in an already established and beloved game. What do you think of that? I I say to them. This this game, Final Fantasy VII Remake, with the word remake in it, it's it is people are taking it too I get differently. They they think it's just remaking the same game over again, but that's not what that means. They're remaking the world of Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not if, just like we always tell people, right? If you like the '86 Transformers movie, watch that. Like you still have that. Right. This is that. Right. So like. It's the same people who complains about like Michael Bay destroyed a childhood or whatever. So he said, I, "I'm sorry, go ahead." No, I, I, I just I get in my feels about this because this this, <laughs> game, this this world, this world of Final Fantasy VII is extremely, extremely important to me. Right. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I, I dropped fifteen hundred dollars on pre-orders of shit that I don't even know when they're going to come out immediately when they came out, and I I haven't done that really for any other franchise. He says, my semi-spoiler yet vague question is, do you think Sephiroth and yes. Aerith yes. know what's happening? Someone mentioned seven seconds, and that's how long a certain death took to happen. I think knowing the future will make the story that much more fun. Um, yes. I, I, I mean, this is all fan theories right now. So like you said non-spoily. I don't know how to talk about things in a non-spoily fashion. But I, uh, I think there's more than one Sephiroth in this game, first of all. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm, I don't think and I hope it is not time traveling because time traveling can be fucking messy. I'd much rather be a multiverse thing because that's much more easy to explain away. <clears throat> yeah. But I do think they have an idea of what's going on. Uh, and lastly, he says, did you guys order the Qui-Gon Jinn hot toy? He saw it go up, but no one made a big deal about it, and it wasn't promoted like Captain Rex. Chris? I didn't even know it was up. Uh, the pre-order for Rex? No, for Qui-Gon. Um, say it again. I'm sorry. I must have missed that. <clears throat> did you guys order the Qui-Gon Jinn hot toy? Um, I think I ordered it like a year ago. Yeah, he says, he, he says, I saw it go up, but no one made a big deal about it, and it wasn't promoted like Rex. Wait, hang on. No, it's been up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's just mentioning it. 
Like, yeah, it's it's actually it keeps getting. I, I think it's been pushed back like four times this year now. Yeah, I I pre-ordered it as well. I I've, I do think that like the reason why the Rex one was promoted because the Rex one got a teaser and then the reveal and maybe that's why. And I think that people love clo- people and love clones, man. Like and it was timing too. Yeah, yeah, because right around May the fourth, right? There's something kind of an well, effect, maybe. It was May the 4th, and then it was, you know, the show literally ended, and it's like right. a week later they dropped the teaser, which was perfect timing. Yeah, so I think that's why, personally. Uh, all right, so we're, we'll save the rest for next week. We have one from James, Rudy, and Paul. So if you are not James, Rudy, or Paul, and you haven't had your question answered, you need to resubmit, because I certainly do not have it. Um, yeah. So I, I still need the password to the email so I can start trying to manage the questions again. Yeah, I, I, I got to figure out what that is. I, I know how many letters it is. I can tell you that. <laughs> I can count the black dots. Um, all right. So shout out to the rest of the Cool Table Network, Shattercast Uncut, Enter the Realm, uh, Stasis Lock, Toy Detox, Building Up to It, Fresh Communication, Breaking the Mold, and Verbally Challenged. And also, shout out to the rest of the people on Nerd Rage. Raul holding down the Instagram, which you should follow. Dante uh, being a menace on Facebook, which you should like. Uh, Phil doing our Twitter and our notes, which you should uh, follow on uh, on Twitter also. And then uh, we have Manny behind the scenes. We have Andy and Tyler uh, doing stuff with me, Star Wars-wise. And then Andy and Gort with four sensitive stuff. And there's <coughs> a lot of people helping out behind the scenes. So thank you to all those people. And with that, why, why do you always forget Esteban? Oh, Esteban, sorry. I, I just I feel like it's a gag now. Like you I know, I know, I know. I'm certainly not. I'm certainly don't. Need to. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of fucking names, man. Um, but yeah, with that, Labius. taste, detaint, tight deck player. <laughs>